Football Friday. It is Wolf and Luke, head of Cardinals Rams, yet again. This will be the fifth time the Cardinals have played the Rams in what, like the last 16 months? It's a lot of Rams. Yeah, that is a lot of Rams. Um, you know, we started the show today, Wolf, just with the take a step back, and I think it's a good thing to do here the final hour of the show. Take a step back and look at this game. Now you've had, everybody's had a few days for the frustration of last Sunday's game to kind of settle in and, and you know, all that. What is on, on the line here on Sunday? Because even though this team doesn't pass the eye test of a playoff team right now, and I could be saying this about the Cardinals or the Rams, quite honestly. Yeah. There is still a lot on the line this Sunday. Now, I will say this. If the Cardinals lose this Sunday, and especially if they, I mean, if they keep stacking losses, then at a certain point, there isn't going to be much on the line other than personal pride. But right now, whoever wins this game, Cardinals or Rams, is still going to be hanging out in the race in the NFC. And the loser's probably done. Yeah. They're going to be in last. If it's the Cardinals who lose, they're going to be a game and a half behind the Rams for third. They're going to be 0-4 in the division. Every yeah. team will own the tiebreaker over them for the rest of the season. I don't know how you come back from that. You know, I think about it right now, especially if Matthew Stafford doesn't play. He doesn't play, and you lose this game, and you dropped a 3-7. and seven. Um, It basically means to have uh, a chance of getting into the playoffs, you're probably going to have to go 7-0. and Run the table. And need help because of the tiebreakers. Think, based on what you've seen so far, if you do lose that game and you are three and seven, running the table at that point in time. But they haven't won two two in a row since. Impossible. The middle of last year. Even though math says it's not impossible, it feels impossible. And because of that, it's not even really worth talking about. I, I think this week 10. And I've been involved in many Week 10 games like this. This Week 10 for the Arizona Cardinals is a must-win situation. If you have any aspirations whatsoever for lightning striking and changing the season and your fortunes going forward... You've got to win this game, especially if Stafford doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You know, that's just such a great point. You can't lose to the Rams again when they have their backup quarterback in there with can't your season on the line. Because at that point, it already feels like the Rams own the Cardinals. If it, if we're going to have last season ended at the hands of the Rams, basically the season before ended at the hands of John Wolford, if you're going to tell me, because uh, I think, I mean, just do the math. If you win this week, you are back in it, even though I know a lot of Cardinals fans feel like it's over. If you win this week, you are back in it. If you lose this week, I don't. There's just I can't imagine any realistic scenario because of the tiebreakers on top of everything else. You can't, with your season on the line, lose to the Rams no. with a backup quarterback. You can't keep letting this same team end your season every year. You're exactly right about that, Luke. Once again, um, go back before the Seattle game and what it was that we were saying. Um, it was very, very clear the direction and the course of this season for the Arizona Cardinals. It was going to. It was going to be determined by these three games in the NFC West. Seattle, the Rams, of course, and then Mexico City against the 49ers. And we talked about it. Boy, wouldn't it be great if they swept, right? They won all three. Of course, that would have been incredible. Um, But we all felt, and when I say all, I'm talking about most analysts that I know, most people that I respect their opinion, you as well, Luke, um, I'm just outside that group. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right there. No, I know you're, the way you said it. Was. No, no. I'm saying <laughs> most people, uh, we were on the same page. Yeah. You had to win two of the three. Yeah. You had to win two of the three. When you lost the game against Seattle, it felt like the most winnable game that you lost. 
when you lost to the Seattle Seahawks at home. Because we all know the Seattle Seahawks. The song told Um, us that. Right. So it still is alive if you win this game. If you win this game against the Rams and suddenly you're four and six and you're going to play the 49ers in Mexico City to possibly get to five and six, you could still win two of the three NFC West games. That we were dis- we were discussing. Yeah, I mean, if you if you win this week, you jump a team in the division. You you put the Rams in last place. If you win this week, you give yourself a chance to potentially jump San Francisco next week. Now, you watch this team and you're like, they're three and six, and sometimes it looks like they're zero and nine, or it feels like they're zero and nine when you watch them. I get it, but this division has is a bit of a gift right now in that it's so bunched up that if you could put together a, even a two-game winning streak, which shouldn't be that much to ask, you start moving right back up this division, but they got to be in the division. And that's yeah, the other thing. Right. After these two division games, you only have one left. You're 0-3 in the division. Everybody else already has uh, two wins in the division if the Rams beat the Cardinals this weekend. Now, if you're looking for a sense of urgency, that must-win message, J.J. Watt talked about that today. You have no other option. You have to go out there and find a way to win. Um, I mean, there's no... There's no real messaging or anything that you're. I mean, if you, if you can't figure that out, we got much bigger problems. <laughs> and then there's this one for you, Wolf. They asked him about, hey, Hard Knocks is here. Any extra oh. motivation? Cameras or media or a television show motivates you. You're in the wrong place. Like none of that matters. Like we got to win football games. Like if any, like no, we need to win football games. I, I sure as hell hope that because you're on TV, it's not, it, you're not more motivated to win. <laughs> JJ, thank you, thank you so much, JJ, just for saying that honestly right now. I I, I feel so much better. I do. You know, I mean, that's that's the way that I felt from the very beginning, and it's what I said. Listen, if you've got to have television and you've got to have cameras and, and microphones inside your locker room for guys to go do what they should be doing and to play their best and to give their all, you're bringing in the wrong kind of guy, man. That's almost you word just for are. word what I've heard you say yes. in the off season. I heard so, you say that. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. And boy, thank you, JJ. Now, the other thing is when, when you put it the way he just put it, if you need to be on TV to be motivated, you're on TV every week. <laughs> we can see these games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I get it. There's, there's a little extra, Hey, people like I've, I've said, Consistently, people are going to start connecting dots, whether they should be connected or not. If you're losing, they're going to be like, well, I saw this on Hard Knocks and he wasn't taking it that seriously on Thursday. And now they go out there and, and they lose on Sunday. That must be it. Uh, no, that's but that's how it's going to work. That's the reality of the situation. People are, are looking for explanations for why you're losing. But they're on TV every week. <laughs> people are already frustrated. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. When we come back. We're going to talk to Paul Calvisi and get his thoughts on oh. all this. But first, uh, I want to remind you, Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction are coming to the Footprint Center for the Spirits on Fire Tour, November 18th. Head to the contest page now on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. All right, it's a Friday afternoon. Can Wolf and Paul behave? We're going to find out next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Souls. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
right, Paul Calvisi joining us right now on the Arizona Sportsline. Wolf, you're already smiling. What are you going to Well, you know, I'm just thinking this music reminds me of a frat house, of course, and Polly knows all about frat houses. Oh, look. Well, here he is on, yeah. the, um, on the Arizona Sportsline. Polly, how's it going right now? Last, last time frat houses came up on the air, Lorenzo Alexander was sitting in, uh, <laughs> Cal football player, and pointed out how him and the rest of his football colleagues, uh, tough guys, um, bullies, used to go to Cal frat parties and throw out all the pencil necks like yours truly and uh, drink our beer and then uh, and then mingle with our dates. And so, uh, Lorenzo... They were scared we're going to take all their girls. Now, I've had some run-ins with some of them frats. Close oh, their doors no. on us. Yep. True. We just knock our way and get out the way. Yep. <laughs> there hasn't been a more true thing ever said by Lorenzo Alexander. I've been on the receiving, the business end of that, and I still Paulie. don't appreciate it. That's fantastic. Oh, Paulie, it's so good. Paulie, it's how are you funny. doing today, man? No, it's not funny. Okay, you're it's too soon. Right it's now. been 30 years, and it's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> man. Sounds okay. like Paulie's doing pretty good today. You know yeah, what? Paulie's all fired up. If everyone has the same edge that J.J. Watt just had at his locker about 20 minutes ago, and I think the was Cardinals might it? be good. Was that it, Paul? Seriously? Was that, was that what he said right there? You know what they, uh, Was he talking about hard knocks? He was talking about hard knocks. Some media pencil neck actually had the audacity to cite that the Colts went on a run last year and whether there might be a correlation, the added layer of accountability with the cameras around, I can't believe what sort of pinhead would actually ask that question. Was that you? And then uh, somebody had to ask the question, guys. Somebody had to ask it, okay? Nobody was asking a question. Somebody had to ask it. I asked J.J. Watt. I don't think he appreciated the question, but you know what? It's a heck of a soundbite, is is it not? So so to the the rest of the scrum, the media that was assembled there, you're welcome. Paulie, oh my goodness, and we are talking to Paulie Chicoutery Board Calvisi here <laughs> on the Wolf and Luke Show. Paul, nobody, is, nobody still doesn't know what that is. They have that, no idea what that, that is. is. Unless a, you watch QVC, you don't know what that is. What a, <laughs> Paulie, that is great, man. That is a charcuterie board to the face. <laughs> Does that even well, hurt, or is that just was, humiliating? No, it hurts. Okay. Yeah. And look, uh, how much would, how far would it go if everybody played with that edge for yes. 60 minutes? Thank you, Honestly, Paul. none of this easing our way into the game, none of this slow start in the first quarter, none of this, oh, we took a lead, but then we go ahead and take the next series off. I mean, if you could just get four quarters of motivated Full speed, full contact football. Oh, I don't know, like you played in week four last year in the regular season, correct? At L.A. Yes. And you ran it 40 times for 216, and you were the much more physical team. So, okay, we'll see. If Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback on Sunday, then they might not have a choice. Here comes a more conventional, traditional, straight-ahead offense like we saw at Seattle in a win last year, like we saw at the Niners in a win last year. Uh, Is that what is coming our way on Sunday? Yeah, that's a great question, Paulie. We're talking to Paul Calvisi. Um, Paulie, it sounds like Kyler Murray is is just another one of those true game-time decisions. Do you think they are leaning one way or the other? I mean, you could make a very strong case. It's not that hard that this season's on the line on Sunday. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's not hard knocks in season. It's hard knocks season on the brink at this point, honestly. So that that's how that's how critical this game is. As for the status of Kyler Murray, I don't know. He was out there in the open portion. He was actually in a light jog, and you know, so and he was doing other calisthenics, high knees, stuff like that. What does that mean? But then again, Cole McCoy wasn't in the locker room all week. Why? 
So I don't know. You know, there's sometimes there's a correlation between that. <laughs> I do, and I could be easily reading way much, way too much into that. Right, Polly. But, but I would not be surprised. Now, Buddha Baker out there today definitely was a surprise. And if you're telling me Buddha's getting ready to play on Sunday, which I think is still somewhat of a long shot. But if anyone could do that, it's Buddha. And guys, let's be honest. Let's be. We're in the trust tree right here. The last time the Cardinals' defense did not have Buddha Baker, and I think it's one time in the last sixty games, and it was 2020 Week Four at Carolina, the COVID year, and the Cardinals' defense wasn't just DOA; it was discombobulated without Buddha Baker. So honestly, my bigger fear is the defense minus Buddha than necessarily the Cardinals offense minus Kyler. Wow, man, that is not yet a great point, Paulie. Yeah, I really don't totally is. disagree. Even I, as crazy right? as that sounds on the surface, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, Paulie. Um, talk to me about this game. When, why, when I, I know, Paul, you're just a sideline guy and you're reporting <laughs> stories. You're reporting stories, of course, that happen. Um, but you're also an analyst, Paulie, to some degree. When you think of this game coming up here, what do you think is going to be key? What's going to be integral to this all the, game? For all the Basinonians who missed it, the thought bubble above Wolf's head said, I played in four Pro Bowls and you didn't. So the condescending <laughs> tone emanates from that. Paul, just answer the question. Where does your mind go on that? Where okay. does the worm turn? Okay, which interior O-line is worse? Yes. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Now, here's the problem for the Cardinals is that Brian Allen, their center, is tracking to return. That's a big deal. I mean, if you told me the Cardinals are getting Rodney Hudson back at center, yeah. is that a big deal? Yeah. Absolutely it is. So Aaron Donald against Lasita Smith. I had a conversation with Lasita today, and he's gotten a lot of advice. And, and you know, go, that's great. Um, everybody gets advice. It's sort of like the Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. So we'll see how Lasita, if indeed he's the right guard, how he fares if Billy Price and, you know, and Cody Ford, uh, you know, that interior line, obviously they have to step up. And if not, I'm guessing that Colt McCoy and or Kyler Murray, there's got to be a plan in place where you're getting rid of the ball almost instantly. Then again, Raheem Morris and the Rams, obviously, they'll play close to the line of scrimmage. They'll do anything and everything they can to prevent that. Is Jalen Ramsey going to travel with D-Hop? There's a difference of opinion in that locker room. Some guys are saying absolutely not. Jalen Ramsey really doesn't do that anymore. They love to play Ramsey in the slot a lot at nickel corner, yeah. and they so they and then they have the option of blitzing him. He's almost like a hybrid linebacker at he times. Did a lot of that in the first game. Yeah. So now, it's, but if Hop starts to go off and he starts to eat, are they going to adjust that and, and then travel? So for that reason, I think the Rondale Moore's AJ Green who had a touchdown catch in LA a year ago. I know he's a forgotten man, but other guys are going to have to come through. And Colt and or Kyler, they're going to have to get rid of the ball real quick. And we know this year that has been a problem. Kyler holding on to the ball too long. Paulie, let's go back to what you said earlier uh, about Colt McCoy just not being in the locker room. What 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 is going on there? What's happening? Well, when the media's in there, mm. they're, you know, but there are a lot of guys, you know, who aren't necessarily in there and they're lifting and or training and, you know, getting treatment, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I just thought maybe there might be availability this week, but just sort of like what Sean McVay did today with Matthew Stafford, right? A lot was asked directly, Sean McVay, does he have a concussion? And Sean McVay refused to answer that. You know, there's a lot of this gamesmanship going into these Sunday affairs, and they just try and get through the week with answering as few questions as possible, if you get the feeling. No, totally. We are yeah. talking to Hair Never Moves, Paul Calvisi, here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Why am I volunteering my time right now? Paulie. 
<laughs> That's your intro now. Uh, from honestly, now on. you know, it was it was really, really weird. Did you hear what Aaron Donald said earlier? Did you hear what he actually said today or yesterday? Did not. I'll play along. Okay. I did not, Ron Wolfley. We, what did he say? Do we well, obviously we would love to have him out there, but you, you, you trust the guys that behind him that they're gonna go out there and do what they need to do to, you know, help us win the game. So it's about trusting the next guy up. You know, that's that's a part of this business. It happens, so um would I like to see him out there? Yes, but if 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 it's the case he don't play, then I trust that you know the guys behind him is going to step up and make plays for us. So. Paulie, he was talking about Matthew Stafford and the guys behind him. What did you think was weird about that? Did you pick wow. up on it, Paulie? Did you see anything? What was weird? Well, okay. It didn't seem. It did not seem like Aaron Donald at first listen right there <laughs> was all that broken up or disappointed if Matthew Stafford does not play. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And not only that, too. He said, "Guys, Paul." He said, "Guys." I honestly, this is just me right now. Nobody has told me anything, but uh, we did talk to Demarco Far earlier. Uh, today and DeMarco was talking about the fact that there there is a situation where maybe John Wolford is not going to be that guy. And really? Well, well you know that there was more than one guy. There was a debate yeah. as to whether or not he was saying no, he's their guy. But yeah, I have it right here. Okay, yeah, play. Listen to this. Listen to this, Paul. You know, that's what I would expect. Um, I remember this training camp uh, this year. There, there's the backup. There's the third string guy, Rice Perkins. Uh, good quarterback, had a great preseason. He's a mover as well. Uh, dare I say, had a better preseason than John Wolford. And in practices, uh, Wolford had some issues turning the ball over. So there was talk, could, could Bryce Perkins beat him out for the number two spot? And they were adamant back then. He's our backup. We trust him. Uh, he knows the system. And that's true. The guy works hard. He's a hard worker. He's the best backup any starter can have. Uh, a guy that's ready to step in when needed. So... I would say it's going to be him, but I would expect doses of the other guy as well because you still have to find ways to score points and move the football. Look at that, Paulie, what he just said right there. That's intriguing. It's very, no isn't doubt. it? No doubt. I mean, you could see John Wolford is more of a running quarterback, a certain package, and then Bryce Perkins, the guy who's right. more apt to pull the trigger. To hear Vance Joseph talk about John Wolford, I mean, he's talking about a true running-type quarterback who they have to worry about pulling it, tucking it, and running it, and almost doing a quarterback power, a John Wolford. So could there be elements of that? But Bryce Perkins is actually the starter and main quarterback quarterback sure look you heard sean mcveigh at the beginning of the week with a bunch of quotes about how we have to adjust yes we have to make changes those quotes were such you could take those and eliminate who said them and every one of those quotes quotes would apply to the cardinals offense and where the cardinals are in their season yeah, so get ready, what Paul. sort of changes could be coming on both sides of the ball if both teams are minus their franchise quarterbacks? Indeed. It could look radically – it could look like a preseason game. Yeah. Uh, Paul Calvisi, great stuff, man. Thank Thanks, you for the Paulie. time. All right. Hang in there, Luke. I know it's a no-focus Friday with Wolf. Uh, you only got about a half hour to go. Try not to hurt your back. He hasn't turned the hat around yet, so okay. we're still good. Thanks, Paul. There you go. <laughs> All right. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we'll get you as caught up as possible on all those injuries Paul Calvisi was just talking about and jj watt spoke after practice today as did cliff kingsbury so we'll just throw a bunch of cardinal stuff at you when we come back it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader football friday with wolf and luke presented by 72 sold arizona sports the local sports leader
Okay, trying to get everybody caught up in case you're just jumping in the car on this Veterans Day. And you're just, okay, what's going on with the Cardinals and the Rams? You know they're both pretty beat-up teams. Um, I'll start here. Buda Baker was at practice today and was practicing. He was at least running. Wolf, we saw him running at practice and not like running off to the side with no, like he was out there with the other Cardinals players that are playing. Uh, that he wasn't is, a dead sprint or anything like that. No, it but was he, was, a jog. he was moving around at least. You know what? Honestly, you, you, even if you had a high ankle sprain that was going to keep you out of the game, you, you probably wouldn't even be jogging. Okay, even if you're limited, even if they're going to work with you on the side, whatever, you probably wouldn't be jogging. I'm just saying. So, I had written him off for this game. I so did I. Yeah, I. I mean, because we were basically told he was out. In fact. Here's uh, Cliff Kingsbury from today after practice. Starting in the week, you know, I heard 0% chance, and uh, obviously he's been fighting us to get back out there, and, and we'll see how he progresses the next couple of days. But, I mean, he's a special human and um, wanted to be out there today. Boy, that would mean I, that would mean the world to this team, even if Buddha was able to, if he was on like a, a snap count. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, and I know you can only have so many players active. Are you really going to have a player that can only play 20% if it came down to that? But if you were going to, it would be Buda Baker. Right. I just, him even being at practice today for me, Wolf, is symbolic of how meaningful this game is for the Cardinals with all of the frustration and, and just the, the not meeting expectations so far around this team. Buddha being out there practicing when he was supposed to be out two to three weeks, and he may still be out two to three weeks, is a reminder that if you look at the standings, if you win this game, you're back in the conversation. And if you lose, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not in the conversation anymore. Yeah, you know, I just, as a former player, um, I, I don't know anybody that had a high ankle sprain that did not miss the next week. Uh, I, I don't know anybody that has done that. And I was in an era, Basinonians, where they shot you up with blue juice if you just winked at them. <laughs> hey, listen. You're like, no, I just wanted Gatorade. What do you know? Hey, you shoot me up. <laughs> yeah, look, there goes Elvis. Um, <laughs> there goes Elvis. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, a lot of times they do it where you weren't watching, mm. and then, you know, they'd shoot you yeah. up right there. You and know, just it being so believable that Elvis might you, be walking by. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I just, to me, um, I don't know how that's possible. You got a guy that suffered a high ankle sprain. Now, I know there are varying degrees of it, of course. A first degree, second degree, third degree. I get it. But um, I've never heard of anybody that actually suffered a high ankle sprain not missing at least one game. Can you imagine the start of the game on Sunday? And you, if you're on the Cardinals, Cardinals fan, whatever, if you're invested in the Cardinals winning on Sunday, game starts and either Stafford or Wolford or Perkins is under center for the Rams, and you look out and number three is out there. Yeah. On the, can you imagine the jolt that should give this team? Man. Imagine the jolt that would give you watching or listening to the game. Like, wait, Buddhist Buddha starting this game yes. when he was supposed to be out for weeks? Yes. And he doesn't miss That's any? That's a great point, Luke. It really is. The intangible effects that a great player has on everybody else around him, especially when they're diminutive. Now, the part of this that I, I can't get past this Cardinals game coming up, it's this is a very strange game this weekend, Wolf, because these two teams have already played once this year. They played three times last year. They yeah. obviously play twice every year. Um, they're very, very familiar with each other. 
And yet, this is the one time I can remember since like Sean McVay took over where there's so much unknown going into this game because we don't know who either team's quarterback's going to be. We don't know who's going to be blocking for either team's quarterback. Um, that's that's the part I can't get past, though, with the Cardinals. You could talk me into Buda giving them a jolt. You could talk me into the fact that the Rams just haven't been very good. But the Cardinals' beat-up offensive line going up against Aaron Donald is is less than ideal. Here's Cliff Kingsbury. It is. Yeah, I mean, we've had a bunch of uh, moving pieces and uh, a bunch of different guys got reps this week to see where they fit. And we'll probably play multiple people in the game and just try to uh, find the best combination uh, during the game as well and keep some of those guys healthy. What was the question on that? If the offensive line situation is fluid. <laughs> yeah. Rotating it's a roaring river. No, <laughs> knowing going in that you're going to be rotating offensive linemen against Aaron Donald feels like, <laughs> hey, it's Game Seven of the World Series. We're going to go with the bullpen game. That's just, what it feels that's like. That's why I wanted clarification on what. What was the question? I, I, what this, was it? Because that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't sound. Oh good my goodness. Um, okay, so once again, what are you going to do? Um, 13 personnel, is that it? One back, um, <laughs> three tight ends, uh, one wide receiver, DeAndre. Look, hey, get out there, Hop. You gotta, we're just gonna hammer the ball. That's all we're gonna do. We're gonna hammer it, and we're gonna hammer it, we're gonna hammer it some more, and, um, here comes 22 and 23 double. The power without. Wolf's Playbook for Dummies. 22 personnel, also known as pair personnel. Two backs, two tight ends with one wide receiver. Uh, do you have 22, 23 double? Do you actually oh, have the play, the power right without the pole? We don't point, have that. That's interesting. Week right there. She has 87 I, different terms over it there. It just went right in there. Wolf's Playbook for Dummies. Power personnel group. 22 personnel, 21 personnel. 12 personnel and 13 personnel. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> Dang, sorry. We appreciate that. But, you know, honestly, just run it right at, right at Aaron Donald as well. I'd rather be running at Aaron Donald than away from Aaron Donald. You're going to get the double team. I, I, I almost will guarantee you, based on the front, you're going to pack it in and just run the ball. Here we go. How about the wing tee, man? <laughs> you run the wing tee. Or how about the wishbone? You come out in the boat, baby. You're gonna, you're gonna, you got five backs. Well, no, you don't. If we but, go two, two more minutes, Wolf's going to have the uh, forward pass taken out of the NFL if I let you keep going. You got to come up with something, man. You, you have to acknowledge the state of your offensive line and... The, the defensive line for the Rams, including Aaron Donald, of course, and I'm having a hard time just even thinking about it. Well, it's going to be a kitchen sink game for the Rams. Sean McVay basically said that at the start of the week, and that's that's why the conversation of would they rotate Bryce Perkins in. Like I just feel like anything is on the table. Everything is on the table. Everything needs to be on the table for the Cardinals, too. This is where I'm going to agree with you. Like Everything needs to be on the table. Otherwise, you're just you're gonna you're gonna keep sitting there each week, being like, "Well, you know, if we win the next six, like, win. <laughs> Everything's on the table this week. You are the Rams. The Cardinals are the Rams. Are basically done after this weekend." And Wolf, to your point, Cliff Kingsbury on Wednesday was asked if the O line struggles and injuries impact their game plan, especially going up against Donald. Yeah, I think it changes any any game you go into with that many pieces out but particularly you're playing one of the best defensive players in the history of the league and he's as good as he's ever been and um so it's whatever plan people have when we're going in it never seems to work and, and we'll do the best job we can of 
making sure we know where he's at on every snap, trying to contain him. But he's going to make his plays, and we understand that. And we just have to have uh, a good plan in place to try and continue to stay on schedule and not let those plays just wreck the game, which they have in the past. You good? I am good. Right. I really am. Yeah, you've got to do whatever you can. But what is that? Because a lot of times they like to, <laughs> this will get everyone fired up, they like to throw the wide receiver screens because they don't like say, Aaron Donald running don't, don't, side don't to side. That. They want him running to get him tired. Just saying. We'll see. We'll see if they have the answer. Nobody seems to have the answer for Aaron Donald. When we come back, very busy week around the world of sports. We're going to take you through all of it with our work week wrap-up next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, time for the work week wrap-up to wrap up the work week. Start on Monday. 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 uh, Cliff Kingsbury joined us, as he does every Monday, to talk about the feeling in the locker room after the Cardinals lost to Seattle. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Frustrated and um, pissed, honestly. But uh, it's a good group. I mean, guys know we want to be better and want to to, uh, continue to work to, to see how good we can be. And we haven't gotten to that point yet. There's no question. Look, it's Friday right now. I have tried to do everything I possibly could this week not to think about Monday. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. Really, Luke? Yes. Uh, well, I you had to start you know, with well, Monday. We should have started with Tuesday. We should have yeah, started with Tuesday. Well, we had to start with Wednesday because Wolf didn't come in on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we're going to play Tuesday just so you can remember what happened. Oh, my goodness. You're going to get it, Malone. Uh, ASU men's basketball. Here, here's something happy. They uh, beat Tarleton State barely. Free throw on the way. That one is no good. Rebounded by Archibald. Heaves it down. Court. Missed. And the horn sounds and the ball game comes to an end. And Arizona State survives on opening night, 62-59 to 59 over the Tarleton Texans. Hey, a win's a win. I'll take it. The Tarleton Texans. Wait, the, yeah. I like that. Slightly better than the Houston Texans. Uh, Suns lose to the Sixers, 100-88. The Colts hire former center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. And Jim Irsay says, look, if you're upset that he doesn't have any experience, that's actually a good thing. I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available. So basically, Jeff Saturday's just going to ignore all the information that's out there. That's what he's supposed <laughs> to do, apparently. Forget about it. All these coaches, they look at the analytics. It terrifies them. Jeff's not going to do that. He's not going to look at any of that stuff. I like the idea, the way he framed it, of we're just looking for guys that have no experience. <laughs> okay, well, there's like six and a half billion that have no experience. Uh, Ravens over the Saints 27-13 on Monday Night Football on to Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, Cam Johnson going to be out one to two months after meniscus surgery. Here's James Jones. Recoveries can be anywhere from four to eight weeks. Um, you can come back quickly. You could, you know, take it and be extremely conservative. You know, so we figure somewhere between four to eight weeks, six okay. to eight weeks, somewhere around there. Yeah. You know, I honestly felt like taking Wednesday off after I heard that, too. <laughs> uh, also on Tuesday, Coyotes beat the Sabres 4-1. That's it. 
The Arizona Coyotes come into Buffalo and take an early 2-1 lead and hold off the league's top offensive team the rest of the night. Eventually win it 4-1 over the Buffalo Sabres. That's two in a row at that point. Then you have Georgia taking back the top spot in the college football playoff. Georgia number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee five, Oregon six. On to Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury talking about Buda Baker. Yeah, he's not going to be able to play this week, right? He'll be out this week. Um, and then hopefully get him back for next week. I think it'll be day-to-day after this week. Just to be clear, Wolf, that was Wednesday. Wednesday. Not, not today, Wednesday. He'll be out. Uh, it's just incredible. And to hear Cliff Kingsbury talk about it again today, saying there was 0% chance. And now all of a sudden you're, no, he's... He's got a shot. And if Buddha's got a shot, I think he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, the Nets named Jacques Vaughn their head coach. Suns GM James Jones gave an update on Chris Paul's injury. He's still questionable even for tonight. Kyler Murray listed with a hamstring injury on Wednesday's injury report. And Matthew Stafford in concussion protocol. We'll keep Matthew Stafford out. We'll put him in the concussion protocol. Um, what ended up happening was, you know, Reggie and his group doing their kind of cleanup after the game. You know, you, you ask the questions and you do the right follow-ups and uh, determine that they felt like that was the best thing for him. Yeah, that was the best thing for him right there, obviously, and now he's questionable. You're going to actually run him out there on the field? He's questionable on Friday? I don't think that's a good look in light of the Tuatunga by law. Yeah, that's an interesting spot for the Rams to be in, especially because they are less dependent on their quarterback than most teams. Uh, Suns over the Timberwolves, 129-117. 31 for McHale. Here's Devin Booker. He's a jack, man. He shoots too much. He doesn't pass him. He's unbelievable, man. Uh, he just keeps getting better and better. That's the most impressive part. Um, Confidence is there. Aggressiveness is there. And he's done it on both ends. This is the most important part. You're talking about one of the best players in the association right there. A guy that is skyrocketing right now to most analysts watching the NBA. And he's talking about you, Mikel. How's that feel, man? Hard Knocks Wednesday night as well on the Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Cardinals release defensive end Michael Dogby's uh, Tempe City Council voting to schedule a public vote on a proposed arena and entertainment district for the Coyotes. ASU beats NAU 84-68. And the Coyotes win their third straight, which brings us to today. Friday. Friday, uh, Suns Magic tonight, Wolf. No Landry Shamit. Obviously, no Cam Johnson. Chris Paul is questionable. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, Cliff Kingsbury, how surprised were you after saying Buddha was out to see Buddha on the practice field today? Starting in the week, you know, I heard 0% chance, and uh, obviously he's been fighting us to get back out there, and, and we'll see how he progresses the next couple of days. But, I mean, he's a special human, and I uh, wanted to be out there today. And uh, Kyler Murray, how about an update on him? Yeah, it'll be game time. We want to see how he is uh, moving around and, and make sure he's able to do what he can do um, if we're going to put him out there. In other words, who knows who's going to play on Sunday? Who knows, man? Just know that on Monday, let's hope we are talking about an Arizona Cardinals victory. <laughs> please, 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 please. Thanks, Darren Maloney for Wolf. I'm Luke Burns and Gamble next on Arizona Sports, the local sports league. Peace and strength.